Hello, hello, welcome back to Bite Size Dentistry. I'm your host, Dr. Shrey, and today we are going to be talking about generations of endodontic rotary files. Now, this is actually one of my favorite topics about dentistry, and we're going to be building on this through the course of this year. And I think you will find some amazing insights about choosing endodontic file systems, understanding the logics behind their development, and you know, just have a whole lot of fun with it. Technically, the birth of the endodontic file happened in the 1800s, where a watchmaker by the name of Maynard took a stainless steel blank and notched it. That blank stainless steel blank was then used to insert inside the pulp canal and kind of extirpate the pulp similar to what the bar brooch does today. Have you ever wondered why the K-file is known as the K-file? Well, it's because in the 1915, it was the first mass-manufactured endodontic file and it was by Kerr, which starts with a K, and hence the K-file. So here's how it happened. In 1988, a researcher called Walia said, I think we should use nickel-titanium alloys for shaping root canals. Now, this was a revolutionary idea. Stainless steel had been doing its job, but as we know, stainless steel files are used in watch winding motions, balanced wash motions and other things like that. What you can't do with stainless steel is a continuous rotary motion. Basically, it's almost impossible to put a stainless steel file onto a continuous rotating handpiece like an endomotor and expect it not to break. Why? It's because stainless steel doesn't handle cyclic fatigue really well. And on the other hand, nickel titanium is the boss of cyclic fatigue. This key feature of nickel titanium has been the reason for it dominate the entire anodontic markets for decades. So in this episode, I'm going to walk you through some of the developments that have happened from all the way back then till now and we'll be discussing the five generations of anodontic files over the years. Generation 1 now the first generation of aeronautic files was kind of experimental. They didn't really know how to harness the power of nickel titanium. But what they did do is experiment with a whole bunch of shapes. We had interesting shapes like the Quantex system, fixed taper systems like the Profile and the Profile GT system. There were mistakes made in these designing that gave rise to the subsequent generations, but these guys were the BMWs of their day. These files focused on slow and steady cutting and had negative rake angles as well as radial lands in order to keep them centered in the canal. The generation 2 or the second generation of endodontic rotary files was probably one of the biggest names and one of the most popular generations of all time. It had it featured some of the all-time greats such as the K3 system, the Hero Shaper system and of course the Pro Taper system, all of which were launched in the early 2000s. Some of the common features that they had was number one, a modified or a safe guided tip because they saw that there was an increasing amount of ledging happening in the first generation. Another interesting feature that was introduced was the concept of electropolishing. Now why we need electropolishing in nickel titanium to begin with is that nickel titanium isn't bound. Nickel titanium shapes are machined from blanks and that machining process can introduce surface irregularities. To nullify the effect of those surface irregularities, companies did a couple of things. The HyFlex system introduced electric discharge machining and electropolishing was another common technique that was adopted in the second generation files. 
Another key feature of the second generation files is that they got rid of the fixed tapers and introduced either multi-degree tapers like the Pro Taper system or variable tapers so that these files didn't get screwed into the canals as badly as the first generation did. The key differentiator in the fourth generation file systems is not really the files. To a large extent, it's actually the motion in which the files work. We have two primary players there. The self-adjusting file, which has that very unique up and down as well as slight rotation kind of motion, which scrapes the dentinal walls rather than cutting them as we see with continuous rotary. And the second is the clockwise and the counterclockwise rotational shift, which is known as, well, you could think of it as the rotary version of balanced force technique, but it's also known as reciprocation. Now the financial impact of this was that it required us to update our uh, endomotors from the conventional rotational motion to the reciprocating system and we'll be discussing whether that's worth it and all the nuances about that in a subsequent episode but as of now let's focus on the fourth generation basically had the age of altered motion from the continuous rotary that rotary files were famous for. The fifth generation of endodontic files comes in with a whole lot of swagger they have had several decades to make mistakes and to learn about what makes efficient cutting and see what the customer needs. So the fifth generation files are extremely comfortable to use and have superlative results, better centering than any other generation and better metallurgy than any other generation. The key design features about the fifth generation files is the concept of an asymmetric cross section. This body of the file lies outside of the center of gravity of the file. So when it rotates, it kind of makes like a snake-like motion. Now this snake-like motion has a couple of relevant features. Number one, it minimizes the contact of the file with the dentinal edge and hence increases the effect of the strength of the rotation by distributing that force on as less surfaces as possible. Let me simplify that to you. Basically, the work done from the motor is concentrated on less area of contact of the file to the wall and hence the cutting is way more efficient. Another feature of this asymmetric design is having plenty of fluid space which is used to flush irrigant, sometimes continuous irrigation and sometimes with passive irrigation and this is kind of what leads to superlative results. Some of the key players in this are the ProTaper Next system, the Revo S system and even the one shape system. Now I know that was a super long episode but it needed to be done. It forms the foundation of our understanding of rotary endodontics and I hope you didn't find it too boring. I will see you here again later this week. Till then, stay safe and stay healthy.